Hi there, welcome to the Keto Happiness Podcast. I'm Rob Saunders and we're recorded from the sunny heart of North Wales in the UK. I started my keto journey in March 2018, had some great results for some challenges. You'll get to know me and a little bit more in these podcasts. Now, works for me, may not work for you. But if you are embarking on a new way of eating, a new diet, new fitness regime, or even any change at all, please consult your doctor or health practitioner. You can find Keto Happiness at ketohappiness.co.uk. We're available on all the streaming media, and we have social accounts on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. I hope you enjoy these podcasts as much as I do. And on with today's show. Hi, and welcome to show number 24. Uh, date of this recording is the 10th of June 2020, so we're still in the midst of COVID-19 and it, the lockdown. And last week, I was honoured to be on a panel of fellow Ketonians, um, and it was hosted by my good friend who's been on the show a couple of times, Jack Black of MindStore.com. Now, Jack is the uh, compare for the whole meeting, and it's about an hour and a half long, so bear with it, but there's some great stories how people got into keto um, and low-carb, high-fat living, um, their challenges, and also um, how they're dealing with the current COVID situation. Hope you enjoy it. Okay, guys, would you like to introduce yourself to one another? Uh, You've not necessarily met one another before. And ultimately, for the people watching this on Wednesday night, um, feel like, like a bit like being sort of Graham Norton here, kidding knowing it's not it's Wednesday night, but it's Tuesday morning. But anyway, um, I didn't always want to be Graham Norton, but there you go. Sounds interesting. So would someone like to kick off? Uh, you want me to, Jack? Good man. Yeah. Hi. Hi, everybody. Uh, my name's Rob Saunders. You might have bumped into me at uh, a few of Jack's events. Um, I'm a 52-year-old um, creative director, run a design agency um, uh, in North Wales. So we're all Celtic on this um, little Zoom cast. Um, a little bit about myself in terms of my mind store journey. Um, I, um, I found Mindshow by, I don't know, intuition, by ha- happy, uh, whatever. Um, I, I was working a stressful job. I was actually selling advertising space. And then it got so much, I, I sort of got, got into sort of a bit of depression and, and whatever. Then for, for some known reason, I was in an office world of all things. And then something fell off the shelf. This fell off the shelf. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whether it be, and this is the original copy because you can see how torn it is and notes and things. That's how I got into it. And I'd sort of really digested everything that Jack was doing, bought the tapes at the time to put in the car, and then I meditated at home. Um, And then eventually, um, a few years later, I was invited to a mind store for business seminar at the Barbican in London. I think it was a two-day event. by somebody 
and um, I, I started getting into it properly. Quite a few years on, I'd forgotten everything, and then I got into the, um, on my 50th birthday my, in 2018, my wife bought me tickets to the Giants program in Dublin. And from there, after everybody's introduced themselves, I'll let you know about my um, low-carb journey. Yeah, good man. Thanks, thanks, uh, Rob. That's cool. Patrick, do you want to introduce yourself? Well, people know you now. You're the big star. <laughs> uh, okay, thanks, thanks, Jack, and thanks for being here the second day. Uh, so, uh, Patrick O'Connor is my name. So, um, I'm 59. I've lived in Cork for on and off for most of my life. Um, I suppose the introduction to my mind store journey from a very early age, I was always a voracious reader. And I suppose my first exposure to goal setting and all that was a book that I came across called The Lazy Man's Way to Riches yeah. by a guy called Joe Carbo. You've probably seen that one, Jack. What a fantastic title for a book as well. But it, as, as a 17 year old kid and all that, uh, I learned about visualization and thought control and, and goal setting and all that. And, and it kind of forged the way pathway are forward and all that. But I suppose after a four year stint in London uh, in my late 20s, I returned to Ireland and I set up my own company. And initially that was promoting wireless alarm systems, uh, but later expanding to telemedicine, RFID and healthcare. And now we've our own software and systems maybe in more than 40 hospitals in Ireland. Wow. And we've had inquiries from, you know, from abroad like South Africa and the Middle East. My first Mindstore course was in Galway, uh, probably 95 or 96. Wow. Um, and I remember the time there was five of us in the company, so I took the whole team. Um, and I thought it was amazing. Uh, I mean, for the first time I'd seen somebody bringing the whole lot together and explaining it in a fun way uh, and a practical way. The only thing I'd say is there was loads of fruit on the table that day, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> that, that, was the, that was the wisdom of the day. Um, <laughs> I suppose after that we became Mindstore regulars and we'd have done a load more of the programs. I was at the advanced program in Glasgow in 99. And like I said, I showed it last week, still have the, the paperweight from it. And, okay. uh, and I went to the first island in, in Glasgow in 2005, which was a profound thing for me because uh, I, I had a health challenge at the time and, and I got some great wisdom as I explained last week. Yeah. Um, after this, I think I met you in Dublin a few times, and uh, and at that stage we got talking, and I invited you to come and do an in-house event for us to launch. Uh, it was uh, a new product that we were launching. It was a wireless alarm system, and I think we had a two-day event in Killarney in 2007, and there was over 80 people, including staff and customers, and and it was just an amazing, amazing experience. And I think from that that I signed up to do the line on the sand in Stuttgart. Uh, and to me, that was, and I've done lots of courses with lots of people down through the years. And this was the most profound experience that I had, especially the day of silence. And I think that it's for another day and all that, but the amount of coincidences and the amount of stuff that went on there, it was just scary. And it was, it was just an amazing, amazing experience. And, and I think at some stage you should think about, not tell your business or anything, you should think about doing something like that again. It was just amazing. Yeah, thank uh, you. So, so, I think I'll come to my low-carb journey soon. Fantastic, Patrick. Thank you. Thank you. Um, okay, Joanna, do you want to go? 
Yeah, um, so I'm Joanne McLeod. Um, I've been a member of Mindstore for about 20 odd years. Um, have uh, came to Mindstore, I think probably did a lot of positive thinking type stuff on my own quite naturally. Um, came across Lou Tice's stuff on investment yeah. in excellence. Yeah. Excellent, yeah. Um, and uh, whilst that was great from understanding the psychology point of view, the techniques were, weren't as sharp. And then when I came across Mindstore, there was for me no looking back. Um, I work in leadership development, coaching, innovation, creativity, all of those types of spaces. Um, and it, for me, I'm able to use the tools for myself and then able to use it, um, use it quite a lot in my, my job as well. Um, so really grateful for all of the experiences that I've had that I can help pass them on to other people. Cheers, John. Thank you. Thank you. Sasha? Well, my name's Sasha Jason and I'm 51 and I work in Edinburgh College as a lecturer for young people and people who have been out of education and they've all got additional support needs. Um, that's been a job that I've only got into recently, which I'll explain a bit more later why. Mindstore journey, I, my mum had given me a book when she'd been on, I think it was Mindstore for Business, way back in the 90s. Oh. Um, so I'd read the book, read your book. And then I went on to the two-day course in Glasgow, and I think it was around 98. And that, the sort of, in the 90s, really from when I'd been sort of 15, 16, I'd had a, a fatigue issue. And this was all part of a journey to really try and work out what, what was going on with this. So I was reading lots of sort of self-help books, books on positivity, and I was a really positive person. But around that period, I'd been diagnosed with depression, which I sort of bought into, went to the course, and came out thinking, no, this I'm a positive person. All this really resonates with me. It's, it's almost how I think, but it was putting it into some sort of structure, I think. Yeah. So that really, that from then on, gave me the tools to cope, I think, to survive in the life that I was having with this fatigue, um, which I'll go on and speak a bit more about later. But I think um, the main thing for me about Mindstore has been, it's just, it's been my coping mechanism throughout. It's been my mindset. It's been what's got me through. Since then, I've done the island twice. I took my son along, who was 14 at the time, um, to do the island. And I'd had a chat with you about that then. Um, I've done Whispers and um, the most recent one, the Evolution Programme, which all every time I do a course it just sort of reinforces and gets me back on track and the, the programming I've always done and the sort of looking at things not as coincidences I've always used and I just see that as, as getting me through my journey to where I've got to now and I'm still sort of using it for that that's that's really me and I'll tell you a bit more about the fatigue and the, the low carb lifestyle later on Fantastic. I mean, I've always skirted around animal totems, but that animal totem behind you right now, Sacha, is really impressive. Um, very well, much, can I tell you a very, tiny very story? Much you. <laughs> very quick story. Um, yeah. I was on a yoga retreat in Ibiza last year, and it was a right. shamanic yoga retreat, and yeah. it was uh, it was fantastic. And it turns out, when I was doing my journeying, um, that the lion is my sort of power animal. And the lizard as well, which I wear a lot, is is another one. And actually, during one of the yoga treat, the yoga sessions when we were doing shavasana, I actually had a lizard, a real lizard, come on to me and sit for about fifteen minutes right here where wow. this is. Wow. It was phenomenal. So yeah, I'm into my, my animals. 
good for you. Excellent. Um, yeah, the, the animals show up pretty powerfully in the island, mm -hmm. of course, and then Massively. Those, those who did the, uh, the advanced stuff, we, we, we meet the animal out in the landscape. But, but anyway, that's for another time. Maybe I will do something, uh, Patrick, but who knows. Um, guys, the reason why I started this, as we all know, is, is to give people encouragement with the COVID thing. And inevitably, I suppose, people who are looking at the coincidental stuff that's come around is a lot of people are turning to a low-carb lifestyle, arguably for health reasons or whatever. But, but I don't know your journey into it. Would you, would you mind each of you sharing how you've got into this, uh, how you fell into it, and then uh, why? Um, why you've got into it? And then I'll, I'll, I'll sort of share my little bit about it after. Um, so Rob, do you, want to, do you want to just go back to that and just tell yeah, us? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I, I won't go on too long, but I, I know we're, uh, we've got time issues and stuff like that. But my, um, my wake-up moment was back in 2018 uh, when a family member who was, who was actually from Ireland, uh, who was my age, suddenly died and it came, he was, it was cardiovascular. Um, and I knew that my, uh, fitness, my health, my weight had been compromised for years, but I was ignoring the warning signs, um, the nagging comments from my lovely wife, Sean, um, and the, the continual increase on the scales. Um, I've been happy being big Rob for years, um, or so I thought, um, and so I had an incentive for change um so I, I embarked on a positive road to fitness um little did i realize that it would affect my happiness as well um and uh, a thirst for knowledge really so uh i mentioned that i got the giants program for my 50th birthday from sean and my, my birthday was in december my family member passed away in the end of the January in, in 2018. Um, so, and then I got thought, then my son said, dad, this was sort of him being helpful. Do you fancy being a gym buddy? Uh, so I did. And then that's when I sort of got on the scales, realized that something had to change. Forward that another month and I was on the Giants program with you as my birthday present. And um, at the lunchtime in Dublin, um, you kindly uh, took me to one side, Jack, and said, Rob, I'm a bit concerned about you. you you're carrying a lot around your tummy, around your belly area. And I'm really concerned. Um, do you want to uh, just spend 10 minutes and just have a chat? And you basically opened up your wealth of knowledge and say, have you tried this, try this, try this. And, um, and this was probably at my heaviest. I was sort of 20 stone at that time, uh, at five foot 10. Um, and then you introduced me into the, the low carb, um, high fat way of eating. Uh, I won't call it a diet cause it's not a diet. It's a way of life. Uh, because of all the other benefits, uh, losing weight is a byproduct of this. Um, it's all the other things that come with it. Um, now, I'm not new to dieting. Uh, 
I've got loads of funny stories about my Weight Watchers gin diet uh, to winning a tin of corned beef at Slimmer's World. Um, I was drawn in, ironically, by a mine store member to selling shakes and stuff like that, which I sort of um, got into, but intuitively I got out of it again. So I've always been on a yo-yo diet. Um, and the challenges I had with the yo-yo diet, one, it caused um, for a guy like me who's gone big to, you know, not as um, healthy as I am now, but shrinking and enlarging, um, you get stretch marks. That's, that's like scarred for life sort of thing. Mm. And I call them my battle scars now. Um, and also... Um, in the 2000s as well, because of yo-yo dying, which I've researched for in, in with, with with some of the books that uh, I've read, especially uh, Jimmy and Christine Moore's um, real keto book, um, is I had to have my gallbladder removed, um, and it comes to uh, uh, basically the, the the technical reason. I th what I've been told is because my my fat ducts have been opening and closing. And the residue is causing little crusty bits in my, in my gallbladder. And that causes the gallstones. Hence, I had to have it whipped out. Worst pain I've had in my life. Um, but with this way of eating, way of lifestyle, I've, I've, I've learned to adapt. Uh, but from the gallbladder issues, I've had sore knees, swollen ankles. That you, you sort of take it that you're going to, in midlife, you're going to be um, aching and creaking when you're putting your socks on in the morning. Um, it's when you don't particularly like your body, um, it's easy not to listen to it either. Uh, that's what I find. Uh, and I've ignored all these warning signs. Um, and then that wake-up call, losing John over in Ireland um, at the same age as me. Um, and they, the my wife and two lovely boys have been openly asking me to, um, well, beggingly, um, to, to change for years. Um, and so it was at the Mindstore conference, the Mindstore giants, um, the way you blatantly, I wouldn't say blatantly, but you pulled me over, oh, really fuck. concerned, really <laughs> concerned. And um, I sort of realized then that listening to my body, and also, whatever the trigger point is in any, anyone's life, it's not a quick fix, it's a life change. Um, and uh, I then, a bit like this, read all the books that you were, you were advised to, to do. Um, Wheat Belly by William Davis, um, Grain Brain by uh, Dr. Perlmutter, Keto Clarity, Jimmy Moore, and then over here, um, Zoe Harcum, uh, The Big Fat Fix. Yeah. And then you start listening to the podcasts then, <laughs> um, which you again um, uh, advised. Uh, Try two keto dudes, really funny, but really informative. They talk to you like a person, not, not a doctor. Um, Jimmy Moore's Living La Vida Low Carb. Um, and there's lots of others. And then over here, you've got people like, I see Malotra, um, who partnered up with, if, if anybody watched the film the other week, with Donald O'Neill to produce another film, which I do yeah. recommend, um, called The Big Fat Fix, 
Yeah. And that's with Donald O'Neill and Dr. Asim Molotra. Born out of that was a thing called the Piopi diet, which I which is Mediterranean. It's not a, it's, again, it's a way a way of life, and it and it also highlights the plights of Tim Noakes, which we've talked about in these discussions, um, and this little place in the south of Italy called Piopi, where people technically forget to die because of their way of life and the way of eating. Yeah. Um, if you want to watch it, it's on the Diet Doctor website, and there's apparently there's a free trial for seven days. Just gorge yourself on, on that. Um, but to me, low carb, it was a, it's a bit like catching a wave. Um, so I was in the right place at the right time. Um, I was on a mission for change. Um, and to me, it had to be something revolutionary. Um, and the low carb way of life was just that. Um, it was like another way of thinking as well. Um, getting rid of that myth of um, eating fat, good fat doesn't make you fat. Um, and everything that I had been told from doctors to slimming clubs to the media, the government, it just not worked, just not worked for me. And um, we'll pick up on that part yeah. of, uh, later if you don't mind, Rob. Yeah, just for people listening, you know, you can't teach the, the something like Whispers with Giants and not listen to the whisper. Yeah, exactly. When, when you see in the audience, yeah, you know, Rob struggling with his weight and being told by one of your one of your coaches immediately, you need to tell this guy because he's ready. Mm -hmm. to hear what you're going to say to them. I use the three fingers, tip of the tongue trigger, approached you, I let them speak through me to get, and obviously it rang the bell. And I'm ever so happy for that because I was genuinely worried for you. And it, it, it wasn't for you to lose, lose weight. I was concerned about your health. Exactly. And what I knew at that point. But anyway, thanks Rob for sharing all of that. Really, really powerful. Um, so uh, Patrick, do you want to pick up on your journey in and why, why you got into it again, just how you found it? Um, uh, I do, Jack. Um, maybe as discussed last week, I, I, I was brought up um, by my grandmother and, and my staple diet that time was her homemade healthy brown bread. Yeah. And, um, and it was just potatoes. I, I, actually, I didn't eat any meat as a young fella. I just didn't like it. Yeah. Um, and it was just potatoes and veg and all that. And... And uh, I never had any weight issues and all that. But obviously, you, you, as as a young guy, you're, there was no uh, smartphones or anything. That time you were out and you were playing outside all the time. Um, but in my late teens and my early 20s, uh, I, I developed um, you know, a liking for, for alcohol. And uh, I drank far too much of it for, for my good. Thankfully, I didn't seem to have the alcoholic gene and all that. But uh, and, and I know now that obviously beer is liquid sugar. Um, but still, uh, even I never actually put on, got, got very noticeably heavy and all that, maybe a little bit of the muffin around the jeans and all that. Uh, but what I did notice was that I was uh, in my late 20s, early 30s, I started developing what you call stomach problems or digestive issues. And it, and it started off where you'd be sensitive to eating some type of foods. And for a finish, anything that I was eating was, was triggering me. And I remember 
I, I, a bit like Rob, I, I, I tried various diets and all that. I was a vegetarian for 12 years, did all the green smoothies, the wheatgrass, the, you know, the, the juices. And in fact, I only noticed that the problems that get worse. But you, you, you know, you get entrenched into this has to be right and all that because there's so much evidence for it and you stay with it. Yeah. Um, and I think that at one stage I was diagnosed, I did a gut permeability test and I was diagnosed with leaky gut which I now know and I did some research and I mean, that's a dreadful thing and, and there's so much of us have got it, right? But yeah. it's probably responsible for a, a hell of a lot of autoimmune diseases and, and all that other nasty stuff. Um, but uh, I suppose that it was my carb journey and, and like I, I mentioned earlier, I mean, we kept in touch down through the years and all that, and I was connected to you on Facebook and all that, and I had seen your your recommendations. I hadn't seen you face to face probably for the last three or four years. I think it was an event in Dublin, but I, I'd seen your posts and all that, and for some reason, uh, I just didn't listen to any of the podcasts or saying, "Well, do you know what? Uh, I'm probably doing okay, and uh, and maybe this isn't for me now or whatever, right?" But for whatever reason about this, it was roughly around this time last year and you've been recommending, I think it was August, the first one that I did. And as I said last week, the, the one that I did listen to was Gary Fetke with Paul Saladino. And it was just a major light bulb moment for me. So, so uh, and I listened to that one a couple of times and I looked at, uh, I listened to all the, the previous podcasts. I got, found a diet doctor and started looking at this and it just made so much sense. That you said there was a lot of science behind this, and and you could you could see that where the the nutrition industry had come from and all that, and at at the time I, I reached out to you to thank you for you know guiding me towards this, and you very kindly agreed to do a call, which we did, and it was at that stage that you brought me on to uh, about uh, Ivor, and I hadn't come across him before that, and and again that was another light bulb moment because there was this Irish guy right, and he's so passionate about promoting from a heart disease yeah. um, point of view. And I'd ha obviously had an issue 15 years previous to that because I had a stint put in, but I, I felt very healthy and I had a, I'd had a, an angio, as I talked about last week in 2017, and everything was 100% clear, it was perfect. Uh, but I still thought the CAC scan made so much sense. And I looked at the preview of the movie that we all looked at a couple of weeks ago, and I, and I booked myself in for one. And, uh, and that was sometime in October. And the results came back, it was very high. I think it was 1,055. But I wasn't overly concerned because it was all almost in one artery. And it had said that because of the stent and all that, that it was probably that. But cut a long story short, my GP was very concerned. He suggested I have an angio. And I did the angio on the 13th of February and discovered that I had a 95% and a 75% stenosis in very dangerous areas and basically if if that 95 had gone to the 100 it was probably curtains where it was yeah. so i i can say that indirectly or directly or whatever way over the last six or seven months because i i intuition or whatever caused me to listen to the podcast that you were recommending for a couple of years before that not not intrusively or anything like that right and i did the scan and basically I can honestly say that that saved my life, right? Because the results of, of the angel that day, right, was that I had to have heart surgery. And I did a, 
I fought against it because I did a second consultation with Asim Malhotra as well, who I, I obviously had respected an awful lot. And, and he said, he looked at the scans and all that, and he said, you're better off doing it. Yeah. Uh, and now I know that it was probably the best choice I could do because you have a clean set of pipes and and yeah. on the regime and, and what I know now, I'm very confident that I can keep them that way. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I suppose that, that um, on the on the keto itself, or, 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 or I call it low carb, right? Do you want me to talk about that now, or, or am I tracking we'll back to we'll it? Up, we'll pick up later. If it's just, but you got into it for health reasons. That that was the, the, the fundamental reason, and obviously you found out it by obviously you keep pushing it. So that's fantastic. Um, yeah. So Joanne, do you, want, do you want to pick up now and tell us your story about how you got into it and why? Sure. Um. I had a, a period of about two years where I just felt sick constantly. Um, I had a lot of acid reflux, I'd gone to the doctor, they put you on omeprazole or lanzaprazole. Um, my mum had it, my, my nana had it. Um, I watched them take tablets every day and I just thought, I don't want to take a tablet every day. Um, and I got speaking to a friend at work and he uh, recommended this book that uh, at the time I thought was quite out there when I was going back maybe about um, six, seven years ago or so and you had to do this saliva test to spit into a glass and oh, yeah. if your saliva goes to the top and so on there was a bit of science behind it and at the time I kind of thought oh that's quite interesting but I didn't really do anything about it. My, my diet at that time was probably quite a lot of bread, a lot of pasta, a lot of rice things that were quick and easy, um, I had three young children. Um, and then as it started to get worse, um, and I ended up on the highest milligram of the tablet and it still didn't make any difference. Um, and I was, uh, I came to the Giants um, and just before that, I think probably about, I don't know, a month or two before coming on the Giants, um, I had a breast lump, um, which was one of, the scariest things I've ever had to deal with as a mum, you know, you can have yeah. facial mortality. Thankfully, it was just, it was a whole load of cysts and a really, really large cyst. Um, but when I came on the Giants, um, someone that day recommended the Wheat Belly book by Dr. William Davis. Yeah. And I remember going out for a drink with you afterwards um, and talking to you about it and you recommended, um, you know, read the book, but if you've got symptoms, then, you know, just half an apple will help, and, and that absolutely does. Um, so if ever I get, I get there, um, you know, it's probably the only time that I love ever eat an apple now. Um, <laughs> and when I read the book, um, I, at the time, uh, we were just about to start a house remodel, so we had no kitchen and all of that, um, with a, a microwave that I was relying on. And I remember um, kind of reading the book, and for me it was the acid reflux, but also bloating. So I would start a day where I would my jeans would be a size too big, and I would finish the day where they would be a size too small. So that would be two dress sizes in the day that your stomach was bloating. Yeah. Um, and I, I can't make myself burp. Um, if a burp's going to come, it'll come. But you know, some people can make themselves oh, yeah. burp. I can't do that. So it was constantly just sitting on my chest, but I felt as though I was going to vomit the whole time. Wow. Um, and when I get into the book, um, stopped a uh, you know wheat and bread and the the obvious things like bread and pasta. But it's not until you begin reading that you realise how much it's in everything. You know, so really reading the labels and so on, what it gets pumped into. Um, and the other kind of effects for me, as soon as I, I 
I gave it up. Um, the bloating went away instantly. The the heartburn and the acid reflux stopped instantly. Yeah. Um, I had put my migraines down to hormones, and they they reduced dramatically. Yeah. Um, and if there's anything that people take away from this, if you're if you're a female or you've got a wife or a daughter or a sister, there was one line in the in Doctor um, Davis's book that talked about the need for particularly people in the West to take um, iodine yeah. and, um, and kelp. Yeah. Um, and there was one tiny little line and it said something about um, because there's, you know, we don't have it, we, we don't eat as much fish now as our ancestors would have, then what happens is your body holds on to it either in your saliva and can cause oral health disease for people yeah. or in your breast tissue. And there was this one little word, um, fibrocystic breast disease. Yeah. Um, and I remember when I when I saw like the top consultant in Scotland for um, for these lumps, and I remember saying to him, "No, well, um, well how, how do I know? Well, keep checking yourself." I said, "Well, I can't come back every time I've got a cyst if you're telling me that everybody in Scotland has cysts and I'm going to get more of them. I can't live in fear the whole time." And this one little sentence, I did my own research and found loads of stuff that um, there's actually a link between if if you take a really good dose of kelp, then it prevents system happening um and when i'm great at taking my supplements i don't have any of them and, and if i'm not good at it they come back you know so really unintended health things but for me it was very much from a health point of view fantastic interesting i, I take iodine uh, you know i take it in cycles um so i, I would recommend that as well um so fantastic john thanks for sharing that it's good to see where we're going to end up here it's really quite exciting Sasha the line, tell us your story. So it's it's been a lifelong journey for me. It's almost felt, um, I say to people, it's been like the quest for the Holy Grail. Um, I was looking back, just because I knew I was coming to church, I was looking back over old diaries and things that I'd kept from like years. Yeah. And when I look at it, I just think, oh my goodness, how did, how did I manage? I had this fatigue issue from maybe about the age of 15. And along with it, as, the, as time went on, came, I had always been a bit of a bigger girl. Um, so as years went on, I got heavier and heavier. The other issues came up. So I had things like IBS in my 20s. And it was, I was just tired all the time. And I was going back and forth to the doctors. Every few years, I'd go back to the doctors. Um, and they would say, oh, it's a stress. You've just moved house. Oh, you've now got young kids. Oh, that can be quite tired. So every time I went, there was another reason for why I was tired. But to me, it yeah. always felt like there was a switch that was switched off, which I now know is, is insulin in my body. I had far yeah. too much insulin, obviously, yeah. which created all the other issues. But at one point, I even, when I got into my 30s, the IBS was worse. I had two young kids. I started having um, headaches, night sweats, um, all the things that you just think, oh, it's because it's I'm a woman, I'm getting older, whatever. Um, that's what the doctor would say. At one point, just before I had kids, I was diagnosed with depression because when you actually looked at the, the list, I ticked all the boxes, apart yeah. from the fact I wasn't depressed. Yeah. But I bought into that. I ended up being off work for a year. Everything was, was horrendous. And that's round about when I came along to your course and thought, I'm not depressed. I'm a really positive person, a really vibrant, positive person. But there's something in my body that is not working. Couldn't find what it was. By the time I was in my 30s, I went to university when I was 35. 
and I did a, this was another quest for the Holy Grail. I did a degree in complementary therapies and reflexology. Wow, lucky you. Um, which was another sort of tool to my kit to help me cope because I learned a lot of things about Eastern medicine and, yeah. um, and colours and the different correspondences that link to your health and your energy and your chi. So that helped as well a lot. But I'm still tired, still just so fatigued. And I used to just think, well, maybe this is just how my life is. Maybe this is how I'm meant to be. I've not got a terminal illness. I'm not massively ill. I'm just tired. But I can go out, I can cope, I can have a life. But when I look back, the life wasn't really what it should have been. Um, by the time I got to my 40s, it was horrendous. And at that point, I thought, I can't do all the jobs that I'd love to do because I'm too tired. I haven't got the energy. By that point in my 40s, I was working in a college. I loved working in the college with students with additional support needs and everybody around me was saying Tasha you should go into lecturing because you're a natural lecturer you're a natural people person and I, I just I can't because the the energy you require to do that is huge and I don't have that energy others around me didn't realize that because I'm a really effervescent person that's what they saw all the time they didn't realize the fatigue underneath it apart from people who were quite close to me because sometimes I would be in tears I would be just like, this is awful. This fatigue is just ruining my life. Yeah. At one point, I tried everything. I could go on, we'd have a whole five hours and we'd talk about what I did. All Some it, yeah. weird and wonderful things. At one point, I was cycling 200 miles a week because that was my commute to work. Sorry, 100 miles a week. I was 10 miles there, 10 miles back. I was eating everything and logging it in my fitness pal. I had a heart rate monitor because I'd go back and forth to the doctors and one doctor actually said to me well maybe you're just lying to yourself about what you eat and I wasn't no. um I was logging everything meticulously I was eating all the good carbs and well you know that that story the healthy whole grains yeah. and then eventually I went to the doctor put all the printouts on his desk saying this is how many miles a week I'm doing there's the evidence here's my heart rate for what I'm, I'm not just cycling along my little basket on the front I'm really going for it each cycle here's everything I've eaten I'm sticking to all the the macros that you're supposed to stick to on a healthy diet yeah and he said oh right so we debated it long story short I, I paid 200 pound to go and see an endocrinologist wow. um and he and at that point I was nearly 17 stone bearing in mind I was cycling 100 miles a week um and he actually said to me, well, well, for someone you're right, you're in fantastic shape. Keep up the cycling, keep up the healthy diet. <laughs> and I'm like, but he went, I was like, it's as if you think I'm lying. He said, no, no, I think just science hasn't got that far. I now know that it had, they just yeah. aren't up to date with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so eventually, I think I just cried when I left there and was so demotivated. That was round about 2013 when my dad died shortly after, and he was only 71. He had type 2 diabetes, heart disease, like all, all the, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, ate really healthy whole grains, etc. Yeah. And it was in 2014, I came to your course. I was on the phone with you speaking about my 14-year-old son and was it okay to bring him along because he was quite young to the island. Remember that. And we got onto a conversation, I think because I was talking about the students I worked with, you were telling me about wheat belly and grain brain read that never touched a grain since and that really led me to because I was feeling slightly better with the IBS after that I then found 
low carb, just by default, started reading books on low carb, which I could give you a whole list of. Yeah. Then I found keto, then I also found fasting. And I've done, I've, I started doing a lot of fast, long fast, short fast, which really accelerated the healing. And I now know that all of that is to do with insulin and levels of insulin in your body and how, but one of the biggest things for me, having been someone that's always been really big and my weight still goes up and down if I fall off the wagon a bit, yeah. was, and it made me cry, was that we're so, people who are overweight, you feel so guilty about what you eat and you feel so guilty when you do eat a bit of chocolate that people think, oh, well, no wonder they're so big. That what, we, what people don't realize is because you have, most people who are overweight have high insulin response to carbohydrates. When you have high insulin, it switches on your ghrelin hormone. There's a whole lot of science behind it. But when your ghrelin levels are high as well, you'll constantly be hungry. Yeah. So for so people will say power, someone who has high ghrelin levels is driven to feed their body. So you feel starving. So to go on these low fat diets and not eat and feed your body is is it's you've got the most amazing willpower. It's almost the opposite yeah. from what people think. And that to me was like, wow, wow, that's that's huge for me. Um I know I could go on and on and on about this forever because I'm so passionate about it. But for me, the, the finding low carb and then keto and fasting, it's, it's completely changed my life, which I'll go on to in a yeah, minute because my life is completely different, completely different now. It's just yeah. amazing. It's been life transforming. Yeah, my, my own journey is to do with my own health. I, I ended up with a diagnosis that wasn't very nice and a uh, medical professional didn't have a cure, didn't know what caused it, but they'll give you a cure anyway for them, which mm. is put you on, put you on, redness on. Uh, very quickly I became a very fat person on stages and people wondering what's happened to Jack. And not only was I becoming very fat, my mind, I couldn't, I couldn't, I didn't find clarity. Yeah. And so I was teaching from a place of, in a fog. And mm. anyway, and I found my way. But I was in New York working for a company and I, in the port leaving to come back home and I go looking for a book to read in the plane and I find I find wheat belly. It just didn't fall off the, the shelf so much, Rob, but but what happened was it was just pulling me in, you know, and I thought, well, tip the tongue trigger, should have your three fingers, yeah, you need to buy this. And that led me to Grain Brain of inevitably and I started telling everyone about them. But the thing is, even though you read these books, and you're inspired and you're drawn to them for whatever reason. My search for, I suppose, longevity with a challenging condition. Um, you don't necessarily stick to it all the time. And I'm sure this is common for all of us. You don't stick to it all the time. And I'm still feeling I should tell people about it. And then I turn up at Glasgow to do a course and Sasha comes out and gifts me Jimmy Moore's book. Um, uh, the Keto book and Keto, keto Clarity. And she mentioned that she'd reached that from doing grain brain and doing uh, wheat belly. And I was ever so grateful and I, and I couldn't put it down when I got it. And that led me to Jimmy Moore. And once you get to Jimmy Moore's podcast, oh my God, it's a university. Mm. I remember we drove to the south of France and holiday and back and I'm sunbathing in the villa and stuff. I, you know, I just couldn't stop listening to him. Uh, and then I, then I found... I mean, I think for all of us too, if I can say this for the listener, you know, 
every single person I know who's involved in this journey, this low carb thing, whether you use the word keto or not, vast majority of people are on it for their health reasons. The weight loss thing may or may not happen, and if it does, it's fantastic benefit, but it's for their health. And what I know, I hear them saying repeatedly, is if something shows up that's better than keto or low carb, we'll all go there. And th th that's the important thing. We're not tied to like some sort of religion. We've not got the same sort of ethos maybe as sometimes the, the vegans have. So it's not, it's not a, we're not in a, you know, you know it's not, not almost like a religion. It's not like that at all. It's like if Jimmy Moore stands up and said, actually, I'm no longer doing it. I'm doing this for this reason. And all the other professors and all the other leaders in this movement, we'd all just cycle over there. But anyway, um, one of the things that, has always inspired me about being on this journey. And again, I'm ever so grateful for Sacha for tipping me off in this direction, um, is the benefits that I've got from it. <clears throat> Getting rid of immediately the hunger thing that you talk about, Sacha, for me. Because I was, I was, occasionally I'd still be eating carby, high carby veggies, can still convince myself they were okay. Because I hadn't got the low carb, high fat thing. I had the I had the, the thing about the, the wheat belly and I had the thing about the, the grain brain uh, and I would do the best I could, but I didn't really get it. I didn't understand the fat thing at all. As soon as I started doing the high fat thing, with the low carb, the keto thing, the clarity in my, mate, my brain was unbelievable. I'd lost all the hunger. So I had, I had endless benefits. So guys, you know, fairly briefly, because there's a lot we want to cover, could you each of you just share some of the benefits that you've personally got out of this, your own journey? And that, that might inspire the, the, the people to, to, to venture in. We'll talk about venturing in later. So, so, so Rob, do you want to just quickly share with us some of the benefits you found? Yeah, some of the benefits. You've already mentioned weight loss. It's just a side effect. Um, because the uh, metabolic syndrome is usually uh, inflammatory, yeah. um, I've had hay fever all my life. Two years ago, Hay fever stopped. Yeah. Yeah. I've sneezed a couple of times today because it's really hot and it's really high. But th this time I would have been streaming. I would have probably had a day off work yeah. uh, because of the, you know, even dust or anything like that. Um, I mentioned creaking of joints. Wow. I mentioned how clear my mind gets um, for business, for family, um, the benefits of, of eating good food around the table yeah. with your family yeah. rather than um, a ping meal, stick a processed food in a microwave, which we used to be doing, yeah. watching TV um, instead of, you know, communicating. That was, that was one of the, one of the thing. Um, another thing, I don't beat myself up and neither should anybody when you fall off the wagon. You can go, just go straight back into it. Yeah. Um, and yet yeah, there, there are vegans or vegetarians. You always mention Jack, Will Cole's book, Ketotarian. Yeah. Great. Just the go-to place. Um, it's just the, other, you know, make sure that you get the right stuff that you don't get in meat and other proteins. And that's yeah. fine. But benefits, it's just feel, feeling happy <laughs> and um, not being too, I must admit, first six months, Jack, I was, um, uh, what, what's he called? The Billy Graham of of the low carb universe um, that I've toned it down a little bit now, but it's just, I was so enthusiastic. I wanted to tell everybody 
but yeah. the fact that you 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 do get enthusiastic, you get inspired. You know, our business, although in these troubled times, we found out new ways, streams of income, all that type of thing, and it yeah. just teamed up with the old school mind store. It it it, it only works, Jack. Perfect blend, perfect blend. Patrick, what about benefits you found? I, I, I think the, the obvious one, Jack, is the, 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 the fact that um, I was able to come through the surgery so quickly yeah. um, and because I was metabolically healthy and, and the fact, right, that four weeks after major open heart surgery, I was, I was walking five or six K. I think that, so that, that proved it to me. Um, I'm a bit like, like Rob. I'm feeling much better physically and mentally there's no sign of the achy joints and all that that used to be there. And, and you, you accept it as reluctantly as a part of getting old, you know, when you get out of bed in the morning and it's your pains when you stand up and things and they go away after a while, they're not there anymore. Right. The mental clarity is so much better. Um, I, I did find that, that at the start when I, I went to low carb, I gave up all the breads and the pastas and all that, but I was still eating dairy and cheese and things. Yeah. And, and I still had some of the stomach issues. And, and after doing a consultation with Paleo Medicina, they recommended that I do carnivore for, or paleo carnivore for three to six months. And, and yes, I do have the breakout for the, the birthday cake and all that, right? But like Rob says, just get back on the horse again straight away. And um, <clears throat> what I've noticed now, right, is that, that the gut issues aren't there anymore. The hay fever, which <laughs> it's, it's uncanny. I'd be the same, had it every year and all that and uh, uh, haven't had any of it at all this year. Um, so that it, it's, and of course the weight, which I didn't, I, again, I didn't do it for a weight issue, but I'm at my lightest weight now than I've been since probably my late teens or early twenties. Yeah, same. Um, it's amazing, yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah and, and like you said, if, if something better comes along, right, that all these guys are doing and that there's evidence for it, yeah, why, why wouldn't you go there, of course? Exactly. Absolutely, but I, I I I haven't found anything better that worked for me, and 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 I'm very optimistic. Yeah. Uh, because as you listen to these, you you these guys are developing the science that little bit, and they're tweaking and all that as well. And it's fantastic to hear that. And 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 every week there's something something new to get excited about. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, Patrick mentioned their meta, metabolic health. One of the things you hear constantly if you're on the podcast or you're watching it on YouTube or you're reading blogs and stuff is that apparently 83% of North Americans, or sorry, in the United States, um, Canadians, forgive me, but certainly in the United States, 83% of the adults are met metabolically unhealthy. And that's a phenomenal statistic. And then when you look at the over 60s, it's 94%. A very, very incredibly unhealthy nation, and yet, um, and a, that's massive. So um, those of us here on this journey, part of the reason I think I'm on it is to be metabolically healthy. And as best I know, I am. I still to get my CAT scan. I'm going to get it in due course, um, and um, see where that leads me. But other than that, I'm very happy. So, so Joanne, um, one of the things we hear, just if and I, 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 I know you know, I'll be saying this for the right reason, is as a man in the keto world, you often hear women having slightly more interesting journeys with it than say 
could be relative, not always, but relatively easier for men. Uh, but there's some things about when I remember you and I having a chat about stuff and you put me on to a lot of stuff I hadn't considered around, around supplementation. So would you want to share, share a wee bit about the benefits you've had? Then we'll come into maybe the challenge you have in the next cycle. But what, what, about, what about the benefits that, that you've noticed? Yeah, um, for me, so obviously things like the, um, the bloating and the, you know, the acid reflux, all that had went. Yeah. Migraines went down like drastically. Um, I think a big thing for me was more energy and more stamina. Um, and a, a couple of years ago, you and I did a, a podcast together. Um, yeah. Yeah. And where it got me to was um, setting myself a really crazy goal um, to do a mini triathlon and I could I wasn't a very strong swimmer couldn't I live in a cul-de-sac and I couldn't run to the end of the road without being breathless and I hadn't been on a bike for years um and I went to one of my friends who's a personal trainer can you help me out with this and everything that I was reading so by that point I was already doing um, wheat belly low carb high fat um and everything that I was reading about how to train for that was pump yourself up with glucose and take these shots and so on and I thought, I, I am not going to do that. I'm going to find another way to do this. Um, and I'm really proud to say that I was able to do it with um, little sashes of coconut oil and one small block of cheese. Um, you know, so for anybody out there, like, you know, I, I couldn't have ever have imagined myself doing something like that. Um, and also, even before I, I started training for that, as soon as I started the wheat belly weight just fell off instantly when I was eating whatever I wanted in the low carb high fat lifestyle which was completely the opposite of everything that I'd ever been taught just as Bob said uh, sorry Rob said earlier about you know all of the different diets that you do and low fat they're full of wheat you know and they're also um they're also addictive right when you read um William Davis's stuff he talks about how effectively um these things are like opioids yeah 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 i mean it's interesting as i'm watching this you know there's five screens and uh you're sitting at john right beside right beside patrick so so i keep saying it's a wide church and we're all individual how we get into it and how we find a niche and patrick you know moved away from the cheese and yet you're using cheese so it it's such a beautiful thing this that you can find your your, your level to, to suit yourself as long as you're honest with yourself and you're learning from your body um so that that that, that again just i find it fascinating we all can be individual within it uniquely like your thumbprint how we approach this and you can do it as a vegan pescatarian and all the rest of it and ultimately experiment if you can with uh the full meat only or or carnivore which I've had great fun with myself but so Satya what about what about your benefits I keep looking at that it's, line by the way that line incredibly a, a male line I think so yeah with a male line for the, for the women interesting but anyway on you go please tell us it's been life-changing like I said earlier um and it was the search for the holy grail which I found which is unbelievable so for me the, the changes have been health-wise I lost over about four and a half, five stone, which was great. I've put a little bit back on just for various reasons. Um, But the fatigue is gone. 
sleep is absolutely amazing. I used to have to go to a sleep clinic because my sleep was so bad. Yeah. Um, around 2013, 12, I was going to a sleep clinic. Um, I've, sleep's amazing. Um, I don't have IBS anymore. Yeah. I don't have, I used to also get a lot of heartburn. I don't have that anymore. The clarity of thought, like you've spoke about, is incredible. And in, because of that, in 2016, 15, yeah, 2015, um, I thought, yeah, I am going to go and get a job in lecturing in the college I worked in. So I went to university um, to do a postgraduate in teaching and further education. And I did that on top of my job. I also did some lecturing hours on top of my job. And then in 2017, I got a full-time lecturing job. I could never have done that before because the, the energy you need to do it, the planning, I mean, you can imagine the teaching. Yeah. Uh, and I wake up every morning and it was quite interesting because when I first started waking up in the morning naturally, say at the weekend and not having to get up for work about half seven, I would lie there and think, oh, Oh, right, I'll go to the loo, go back to bed, try and go back. Because I spent my whole life craving sleep, craving that sleep I felt like I never had. And it almost felt like I had a hangover in the morning, even if I hadn't had a drink. So I'd wake up in the morning and I'd think, oh, right, I'm not tired. What do, you well, do? What, did I do? What, what do you do at half past seven on a Saturday what? morning? Yes, yes. I, I, it was totally alien. And it actually, psychologically, it took about a month for me to adjust to that. And even now, which is years later, I'll still be, I, I work further away, so I don't cycle to work now. I'll drive to work and I feel excited in the morning because I'm awake. It's the most amazing feeling to have energy. And I, and I used to think, is this what normal people feel like? This is, this is a, it's like a whole new world. The world looks different. The colours are different. Because instead of, um, I don't know, instead of just being consumed by this tiredness and when am I going to get sleep and how am I going to get through my day, it's like this world that's out there that I didn't recognise before. So for me, it's, a, it's allowing me at the age of well, 51 now to, um, to fulfil my potential to be this person that I always was inside. Yeah. And it's about not, I don't have to accept that anymore, how I was, because it's gone. It's, it's amazing. I mean, there's been lots of other, um, I think, Rob, you mentioned about gallbladders yes, I was, yes I've got gallstones and I used to have horrific gallbladder attacks and in 2014 I think it was 15 15 I was supposed to get my gallbladder out and that was round about when I found low carb and keto and I ended up when the operation actually came the, a couple of days before I cancelled it because I hadn't had any problems wow so I cancelled my, uh, my gallbladder operation occasionally I'll get a flare up um because there's certain things that will trigger it, but and so that's been another thing. I don't have aches and pains. I don't have headaches. I, I was diagnosed at one point with um, exercise-induced asthma. Wow. Don't have that anymore. I mean, it's just incredible. Endless, it, endless. It's end, yeah, endless benefits. I mean, the weight, yeah, the weight goes on and off depending what I've been eating or drinking alcohol-wise, but. Um, for me, it was never the weight's been a great bonus, but for me, it's always been about the health and the fatigue, yes. and yes. and it's just like the, yeah, the switch has been flicked, and I don't don't have it anymore. Fantastic. I mean, I think I think that if you're watching us, if you can imagine, if we you know, I was on, we were on a coast together, and I you know, got a big flip chat, and we said, okay, let's brainstorm between the five of us the benefits. We would fill the pages. Mm. 
It's, it's not just one thing, folks. It's all these other wonderful benefits. So, Sandra, you said something there really, really amazing, you know, just to reflect back. Is this how, this how real people feel? <laughs> this is how ordinary people feel. Well, actually, it's the opposite. Ordinary yeah. people feel all the stuff we feel or felt before we got into this. Yeah. That's what ordinary people are feeling. They haven't. This is what I find. That's why I'm every Saturday over those years, I was saying, guys, going to listen to me, going to listen to me, because you don't know what it's like to not have brain fog. You don't know what it's like to not be hungry. You don't, it's once we've experienced it, we go, wow. Yeah. If only our loved ones and our friends and our colleagues could all come on board. And they can come on board easily. Um, but, but having said that, there are challenges because there's ups and downs with it. Um, and occasionally we, we blow out a wee bit. I blew out the other day. Uh, you know, I just had a wee, an, an extra gin and tonic sort of thing. I had a bit of, you know, we, we, we had, I was out, out walking, you know, we make our own keto cakes sort of thing, just so we got a cake and a cup of tea somewhere in a walk. But I had two bits of the cake, you know, and I had something else. And before I knew what I was, I'd overloaded some of my carbs. And a day later, inflammation. You know, just, geez, you know, and just think how easy it is for it to switch back into those old models. But anyway, so guys, again, just fairly good because we've still got quite a lot to cover and we're motoring on. Um, talk about some of the challenges you maybe had with it. Um, um, just so that people know it's, it's real. It's a, it's, a, it's a real life thing. And sometimes you, make, you, you let yourself go and then things happen. Any, anything you can share with the folks to help them realise we're not some sort of models of ideas ideal health where we're human yeah can i go first jack yeah please Rob. just yeah. Go in circle. yeah quickly yeah then. sure um uh, one one of the challenge which i think that people do get when they sort of go cold turkey off carbs is what's called keto flu oh yeah yeah and um luckily but reading the reading the books before i embarked on the journey it's just basically i'm lacking natural salts and magnesium in the body and you can just pick those up from your local health food or order order them online um the other challenge they had relates to the gallbladder now if i do now i'm going to be quite graphic here if i do have too much fat i could be called what um the bulletproof guy dave asprey uh, says disaster pants yes. um <laughs> read into that whatever you may because sometimes if you're taking with me not be my gallbladder is not there to process fat into the pancreas so yeah. therefore there's some sort of reaction that goes on um it's normally if i'm I probably have my you can google this bulletproof coffee i do i do have that butter and coffee with some oil um but if i don't have something fatty after after it or perhaps on a empty stomach sometimes things can go wrong but i've, I've only uh, experienced that in about about three or four times um the, the other challenges which i've got over love eating out when we can yeah. um but picking the right things at the restaurant um and you just get attuned to it um and the the other thing is that may to put people off is reading too much into it yeah uh it, too much about the science um what i say is listen to yeah, you can listen to the science, listen to us, listen to you, Jack, listen to the podcast, listen to your body, you know, how that reacts. Um, I know if I've had some carbs or um, something that doesn't disagree with me, uh, I get a little bit of cirrhosis on my hands, psoriasis on my hands, 
Um, I learned that I, I can't process red wine, which I love yeah. if it's got um, sulfates in it. Yeah. So you, you get to, you get to learn. So the, those are the, the types of challenges, but once you know what you can pick off a menu, do your homework, perhaps before you, 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 um, you go out or choose the restaurant. Um, and yeah, you can have a drink. I just don't drink beer anymore. Unless yeah. I'm in Ireland, I do have a Guinness now and then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do like wine and I like spirits. So, but again, you can get back into this thing that happens in your body within a couple of days anyway. Yeah, good man, good man, Rob. Patrick, any any experiences of challenges with it? Yeah, um, <clears throat> I think I had the, the keto flu at the start because I did go cold turkey on the bread and all the pastas and the sugar. And I mean, I've had a I've had a sugar addiction with years and years, and it's still very very strong. And and uh, even when you have the birthday cake or whatever it is, you, <laughs> you find that it's a major battle to. Uh, actually get back on the horse and all that again. What, what, what I've done recently is I bought a, a CGM, you know, continuous glucose monitor. Yeah. And, and I found it to be very good because I think I still have the leaky gut symptoms. And I think it takes probably three to six months before, before they um, repair properly because you need to give them a chance to do that. Yeah. And obviously the stint in hospital and hospital food just brought me back to, to square one again. But, but it's, it's fascinating, actually, when, when you're monitoring your glucose all the time, because normally I would just take it in the morning and, and you can see stuff that even that's on, we'll say, a keto diet or, or on, and you have different reactions to it. And I mean, what, what amazed me, right, is that I couldn't believe, and not that I eat it anymore, but I just tried it recently, uh, porridge. And I mean, porridge is out there as a superfood. And I mean, it caused a sugar spike for hours and hours. Yeah. And... And um, so I'm, I'm finding now, right, that by going with that and listening to your body a little bit and seeing what's spiking and all that, um, that I'm, I'm finding out what works for me. And I suppose I have to say, right, that going carnivore on its own until you get a cookbook and everything, it can be a little bit boring, probably. Mm -hmm. or, yeah. You know, to, to be honest, right, it, it's grand. You can't you get sick of the steak every day, right? Or, or the, the liver and onions and, and, and stuff, right? So, so that uh, I, I think that is a challenge that you come off from satiety and all that. And, and I agree with you, you know, that, that when you start applying the fat in the proper, like I think it's 30% fat that I use in the thing now, and that gets rid of the hunger, the hunger yeah. very quickly. But I think it's, it's just educating yourself to what works for you and all that. And if you yeah. do nothing else to start, other than get rid of the big tree, uh, the, the vegetable and the seed oils, the refined carbs and the sugars. If you do nothing else there, I think you've made a major, major start in helping your health. And I think afterwards, rather than, than have to deprive yourself and look at it as, a, as another diet, right, or, or another deprivation that you have to give yourself, right, uh, just do that and maybe take it in stages and, and just move it on to another level. But, but like all the people have been said there, listen to your body, what it's telling you and all that. <laughs> and don't be one of you know the, the vast majority out there that we've been indoctrinated and in the fact that, that this is the way we've lived all our lives and yeah. and uh, and it's it's amazing to come out of the clouds and and see what life is like and and even at 60 and you're a bit angry why didn't i find this when i was in my 20s i didn't <laughs> you know that but but i i am where i am now and it's it's fantastic yeah. 
and, uh, and and again look uh, thanks to you for bringing it out there and and helping certainly help me and all that but helping other people that hopefully can can discover this for themselves as well cheers patrick appreciate you saying that joanne ups and downs yeah um for me i think it's um you've really got to be quite organized um you know so you've got to do your research you've got to read all the labels you've, you've kind of got to menu plan and if um that was what i found worked for me um and making sure that you've, you've actually got the shopping in um that you do some meal prep because you know a lot of things you're cooking from scratch you're not picking up pre-made jars or processed foods and so on so that that takes quite a bit of time um and you know if you're serious about it you've really got to make that time yeah um for me personally for the last kind of six months i've i've been off the wagon because when jack asked me to, to chat about this i was like oh i don't know if i'm your if i'm your woman today you know <laughs> ask sasha um and uh, i've already got sasha i want you to um and he said look i want you to come and talk about your challenges as well because it's they're real right so for about the last six months um this is it's been quite interesting you asking me to do this because it's made me really reflect over the last couple of days jack so thank you um you know right how have you got to where you are um and i've realized that you know i was going through redundancy my job trying to find another one um coronavirus and all of that in the middle of it trying to find you know another role um a lot going on kind of family things and at the same time we were building a house with a cowboy builder wow. um and when i look back i think right no wonder you didn't have any time on your hands um you were you know you're kind of in survival mode um and you're just getting through so more takeaways being ordered and before you know it you're starting to eat the things that, that you never would have eaten before and then you kind of gradually readjust yourself that you get used to the fact that you've got acid reflux again or whatever else um and i i i'm definitely at the stage now and having really gone back and thought about all the benefits that i had before um you're thinking gosh how did you get there you know um but if i add on to that about um some of the extra research i've been doing but i've been doing reading i just now need to take action it's the way that you talk about mind store right it's a doing yeah. thing it's not a knowing thing yeah, yeah. um so you talked earlier about um metabolic um so i've come across a guy called dr j tata so he's an american um thank you think he's a gp uh, and then he's got really into kind of the physical side and um, metabolic and he's written some stuff around metabolic renewal and what i really like about what he takes into account is um, men can use it as well but he looks at hormone levels in women yeah, and um what stage in your life are you at so i'm kind of i'm uh, 47 i'm at pre-menopause stage but the thing that's really hit home about the reading that i'm doing with him is that if you're under high stress or high pressure then this stuff won't work for you you have to deal with that yeah. um so it's you know not exercising to the point where you put your body under more pressure yeah. um so it's all about you know how are you if you when you're under pressure you get more adrenaline you get more cortisol which is causing your insulin to go all over yeah. the place yeah. Yeah. um and if i look back the last six months it's about me, me, me being kind of mentally healthy um and sometimes then you've not got room for anything else but what it's made me realize is that whilst i was setting goals through the last six months um i didn't use the wheel of life 
so the bit that I've been completely missing um, is completely out of balance. So my wheel's kind of going like this, it's higgledy-piggledy. Yeah. And um, when you look at health, you need to look at everything holistically. So, um, so definitely this has been a kick up the backside for me. Um, because I know that it's when I just feel absolutely amazing. So why on earth wouldn't you? No. Um, and now um, I'm furrow now. Um, we've had a couple of weeks of just chilling out. Um, we've just kind of hibernated for the last couple of weeks. My husband's back at work now, so I can get a bit of a structure while I'm still, still in furlough. So definitely this is the next goal that I'm setting and using Mindstore to help me achieve it. Excellent. I mean, I think look, we're all human. And I think what everybody should be hearing back to basic mindset for a moment, managing stress, yeah. massive issue. It's not going to wait. It's always going to be there. And it has a huge impact on metabolic health. So again, John, thanks for sharing that. Just since you've, you've, you've mentioned, I think for me, what I knew I had to do to, to, to get into this was to realize where, where I might fall off. You, you know, and I, for example, once I understood I could, for example, make my own, you know, lawn sausage, a square slice being a Glaswegian and having it in a roll, um, being able to, to make my own keto rolls and have my own uh, square slice, what a difference that made to me. So, so I, and then Rob knows we, him and I were back and forward with how to make sausage rolls, how to make pizzas. Um, yes. So they were completely ketogenic. Um, and they'd quickly put, uh, you know, just put something together in four or five minutes, give yourself a piece of bread that you, if you needed bread. And then what happens is you do that for a few weeks. And then, then you realize, actually, I don't need that any longer. And then occasionally you'll have a, you know, a keto pizza and occasionally you might, I might have a, a roll and sausage again. Uh, and then I occasionally have a cake, keto cake, and we're into that, a bit of fun for that. But I think you're uh, right. I think it's about keeping it really simple. Yeah, um, you know, you talked about longevity yeah. earlier. And, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm really lucky. My, so I also have an Irish nana, Patrick, um, and she lived till she was 96. Died, um, died about five years ago and if I think about it this is eating like my Irish nana without potatoes so it's you know it's meat and two veg eat the fat on your meat um butter cream all of the things that were kind of homegrown on the farm just lo lose the potatoes as a way to keep this really really simple don't have the gravies and stuff like that yeah fantastic fantastic Sacha what about you what's the ups and downs I would say really for everyone else has said, um, yeah. one of the things for me with the salt is I notice if I've not had enough salt, I start to feel really tired. Yeah. I start to feel quite tired and I think, oh, and at work people sort of look and think, what, what are you doing? Because <laughs> I've got my little tub of salt and I take my pink Himalayan salt and within 10, 15 minutes, you feel much better again. Um, I think similar to what Joanna was saying, um, hormonally for me certain times it, it can almost be like the perfect storm that gets me off track so if hormonally I'm at a certain stage and I've got something that's maybe a bit stressful or I've not slept as well that then triggers cravings for me and I've realized I, I'd posted um, I'm part of the Glasgow Mind Store group and I'd posted on that um, a few weeks ago the some videos from the 2020 public health collaboration conference yeah. and one of the two of the speakers on that and um, we're talking about sugar addiction and that to me was really really interesting because I, I knew I had a sort of sugar carb thing so I'm going to look I'm going to read up a bit more about that because for me that's definitely 
one of the issues is I've obviously got a sugar addiction. So one of the things that I find really difficult to overcome when I go off track is the craving for sugar. So I'll eat things like chocolate, I'll have more alcohol, but that then just creates a downward spiral. However, one of the things I noticed recently, um, a few months ago when I went a bit off track, was being off track was nothing like what I used to eat before. Like absolutely nothing. So yeah, it's off track, but it's not. My meals were still keto, but the only thing was I was drinking more alcohol and I was having bits of chocolate and maybe oat cakes, pretending they were healthy to myself. Um, yeah, just porridge. You said porridge. I had porridge as well and thinking, oh, but that's healthy. Even though I knew it wasn't, the little voice is like, yeah, that's healthy. Um, I think, like everybody else has said, you really need to be organised because if you're not, when you get stressed, you go to the shops and all you can see is carbs. It's really difficult to, to shop if you're not organized and then that's when it's easy to just not properly look at labels and then you take things and you don't realize it's got sort of carbs in it that then sets you down a bit of a carb craving route because you've inadvertently taken them so it is really about getting a lot of knowledge if you're not into reading books listen to the podcast like you're um you say quite a lot in the beginning I used to listen every day going to work the keto talk and fasting talk they were my two sort of main ones there are a few out there um, for women as well Um, I've not found much of a difference I don't think being a woman apart from maybe yeah the hormones at certain times of the month give me some cravings but yeah it's really about reading reading or listening to as much as you can informing yourself about it because it's only that way that you can really get over this fat that is good for you and actually understand why it's good for you and listen to the science behind it and and some of them yeah they they talk about it in really simple terms and it does make you have a bit of a oh my goodness moment and you do think wow what there's a few there's a guy called dr ken berry i don't know if you've followed him yeah Yeah. and um lies my doctor told me that was a really good book that was really interesting and when i went to the um low carb conference in 2017 I felt like a groupie because I met Dr. Fung and I met Andrea Seinfeld, the diet doctor. So it was a total geek fest for me. Um, (laughs) There was a group of doctors sitting beside me. There was about six of them. There was a lot of doctors at that conference. And they were just, they were actually quite angry. And I remember at the break, one of them saying to me, "I I can't believe that we don't get taught this because it makes so much sense. The science makes so much sense. Yeah. Why are we being fed these other lies really Uh, he couldn't quite believe it but i would recommend looking at all the public health collaboration videos there's a lot of good videos on there and it's doctors it's not just randoms that are into ketogenic or low carb eating and there's there's some good videos by some really sort of renowned doctors like asim malhotra and and others yeah so yeah inform yourself as much as you can because it's only then i think that you're really going to understand it and know what you're doing and why you're doing it I think, I think the, the thing that inspired me getting into it, and it's all your fault because you gave me that book, but, but, but the thing is, um, it was to find endless professors, endless doctors, yeah. endless specialists across every field you can think of saying, this is the way to go, this is safe, fat's good for you, and all the stuff I've mentioned. But, but what isn't good for you is seed oils. Yeah. Uh, and that's the other thing about reading, reading you know, I go in there, you know, because I, I really worry about vegans, to be frank. I can't help because I used to do all that and it made me ill. 
And so what I did was I, I look at the vegan products in Waitrose, for example, and I, I look at, and they're full of really challenging ingredients. It's, if they're eating vegan with real good food, proper food, you know, cooked from scratch, fantastic. But if you're buying packaged stuff, oh my God, particularly the oils, very dangerous. But you need to educate yourself on that. But anyway, yeah. just quickly, um, we haven't said this, but for every, everybody who has been watching, um, Rob himself is, is a podcaster and he runs an amazing podcast called Keto Happiness. And he's, you know, we, we didn't want to push it on you. He, I know he didn't, but you need to go and dig that because he's got some of the greats on there and he's asking from a, if you like, a Mindstore point of view, and he's also asking it from a Brit point of view, because very often the podcasts are Americans or Australians or something. They're wonderful, of course, but to get a to get a bit asking questions um, is cool. But anyway, just to kind of round up, um, I kind of aim to do this for 90 minutes. Hopefully the guys have gone on from the usual hour. Just a few minutes each, and on given why I get into this uh, bunch of videos, um, is what are you doing about COVID? What's your own personal strategy? And, and just keep it tight because we've only got a few minutes, but I want, to, I want to hear what everybody's doing or not doing because maybe you're just letting it happen or maybe you've figured out something or you've listened to podcasts and you've got confidence in some way. Anything you'd like to share, guys, Rob? Um, initially, I'm obviously doing the self-isolation, the social distancing because a bit like Scotland and, um, and Ireland, we've got totally different rules to England. Um, so I've been doing that from the... Um, some of the the COVID um, Facebook uh, casts started started to take vitamin K two, yeah. uh, up in my vitam vitamin D. Um, all the inflammatory food is you know written anyway because that's the way I eat anyway. Um, and getting out and getting vitamin D, um, doing my uh, daily walk in the morning with my wife uh, just clears my head, yeah. and um, doing my store. And I also do a little bit of yoga and I do a little bit of other meditation as well. So um, that's my uh, sort of go-to. Good man. Good man. Patrick, any thoughts on it, given that, you know, one would imagine you're in the risky character of just having had heart, heart, heart operation? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I suppose when, when I came back, Jack, uh, yeah, I've been isolated, we say, for the past two or three months. I had a consultation with the cardiologist. I think last week or the week before, so he reckons that my risk is the same as any anybody else from my age, and and I think over the last couple of weeks I've I've taken the view that <clears throat> at some stage or other we're all going to have to get exposed to it. That yeah. there is no you you cannot lock yourself away forever, right? Oh. And I think that and and I think that maybe the decisions that were made at the time it was based on a lot of fear and and they're still all the media is still driving you from a fear. We don't get to hear any of the positive stories and all that. Uh, and I think the decisions were, were taken for the right reasons and all that. I'd be concerned that it will be used for more nefarious reasons, um, like global vaccine agendas. And, and that isn't what today is about and all that, right? No, no. And, and maybe promoting a cashless society and all that. Uh, I think on a personal basis, right? Um, and, I, and I've said it you know, laughingly, to my family and all that, I would happily go into a nursing home and take residence there um, to give myself the virus rather than be forced a, va a vaccine and all that. Now, that isn't to try and be controversial or anything. I, I just think I feel right that, and I'm not being arrogant about it, I think 
metabolically, we're coming back to that word again, right? I, I feel I'm in relatively good shape. Uh, and I think, I, I hope that if I do come across the virus and all that, that I'll be able to fight it off easily enough. So I, on a personal basis, I, I'm not too concerned about it. I'm observing the social distancing and, and all that, but I, I think that I can wait for life to get back to a little bit more normality and all that. And I think that we look back at this and, and history and, and I think it'll show that there was a lot of hysteria. Like I said at the start, I think for all the right reasons, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, to protect people and, and, and um, but I think if, if a fraction of the resource was put into protecting the genuinely vulnerable, the elderly, and, and maybe, you know, those metabolically um, challenged and all that, that, that we could have had uh, maybe different outcomes and all that. But I think it, it is where we are. But I, I genuinely think, even from listening to the podcast and all the guys that are doing the data, that what's happening is that it's, yes, it's a very strong virus, natural or man-made, it doesn't matter which it is, right? And I think it's going through the cycle that viruses do. That, yep. that eventually that they will peter out and all that. You might have a, a bit of a spike and all that, but I, I, I think that it isn't as much to fear as probably, you know, that we're being led to, to do. But that's just my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Joanne, what's, what's, what have you been doing with it? Um, so what's for me, thing? just really simple. Um, so bedjar technique for the news, but, you know, kind of being quite selective about what I'm listening to, kind of doing the same with, uh, everything that's going on in America right now as well, you know, it's keep yourself informed but protect yeah. yourself at the same time and what, what's coming towards you. Um, if I go out, um, I wear a bell jar when I go out, you know, um, that, that I think that kind of helps. Um, and then just kind of, I've tried to take an approach of, um, I've watched everybody else, I think because I was late going on to um, furlough, uh, so I've only been in furlough for a few weeks. I watched everyone at the beginning, you know, I'm going to set myself goals, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And I, I was starting to recognise, you know, this, you know, dealing with pressure and so on. And I just thought, I am going to do the opposite of all of that. Um, I'm just going to be really kind to myself. I'm going to look after me. I'm going to look after my kids. It's oxygen mass time. Yeah. Um, so I've really just tried to slow the pace down. Yeah. Um, get out in the sun as much as I can, do really simple things like painting the fence or, you know, but it will take me as long as it takes me because it's, um, yeah. Yeah. I'll do it when I want to do it. And so I'm in a place of not forcing anything at the moment. Um, spending time kind of mind store techniques um, and also listening a lot to Abraham Hicks. Um, I've got, a, I, I find that app really great, the Vortex yeah. app. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and just chilling out for 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what I love about that, um, it reminds me of when you used to play, um, when you used to get us to breathe, that it sounds like a wave. Yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. So there's music in it that gets you to breathe in and breathe out. Um, and then the science behind it is you're breathing in for a shorter amount of time than you're breathing out. So yeah. you're controlling the vagus nerve. Um, and for me, just the mind body connection. With all of that, and obviously there's lots of research coming out now about the vagus nerve, um, then that's a great app for helping you just do that. And then subliminally, you're, you're hearing what's being said as well. Well done. Well done. Sasha, what's, what's your thing about COVID? What are you doing? I would say very similar to um, Joanne. I'm really just 
um, using it as a time for me because we'll never get this time again. My kids are older, they're 19 and 21, so they sort of do their own thing. My husband sort of is doing his own thing, which involves a lot of watching Netflix. <laughs> um, I've not watched a single Netflix, I can say. I've been spending as much time as I can outdoors. I work, I'm working from home, which is a bit difficult for the students I have. Yeah. So instead of giving myself a hard time for thinking, oh my goodness, I'm not doing as much work as I should, if it's a nice day, I go out and spend as much time out in the sun as I can. I'm so lucky. I live in um, Hopeton Estate, which is just outside South, outside South Queens Ferry. Yep, and it's like yep. a parallel universe. It's absolutely beautiful. Trees, yep. birds singing. So I spend as much time as I can outside. Yep. Um, I go a walk around the estate every day and there's deer and sheep and lambs. And just it, I just um, it, take it all in, the nature, the colours, which is really uplifting don't really look at the news, I sort of scan the headlines, read a bit of it, don't really pay much attention because I think a lot of it is scaremongering anyway. Um, I've been watching a lot of podcasts, I've been, I'm in the middle of doing a, um, four weekends of a mindfulness course, Some of, it was supposed to be at Sam Ling, the Buddhist temple, oh, yeah. um, the, but the last weekend we had to do it online at home. Um, so I've been doing my meditation every night for that. And then I do my programming, my mind still programming every morning, program my day. Yeah. And I've been doing a bit of yoga in the afternoon. I've just been really using the time to do all the things that I don't quite have enough time for usually to fit in every single day. So for me, it's, it's exactly. been a really lovely experience the last few months. I feel a bit <laughs> guilty for that in a way, but we're never going to get that time. Funny, funny that we feel guilty about it. Yeah, it. It's interesting, isn't it? Just loving yeah. it and taking care of ourselves. The other right. thing I have been doing, and this came from your um, your chat a few weeks ago. It wasn't Lothar. What was the other guy's name? Klaus. Klaus Pertel, yeah. Yes. Um, I've been having cold showers. Same here. Lovely. Every morning. <laughs> I started off with the hot, and then yeah. the last, maybe I'd do five, up to maybe two or three minutes of cold. Um, whereas now I just don't even put the hot on, I go in and just do the straight cold, wash my hair, whatever. Yeah, you're way ahead of me, that's yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, and today I washed it, conditioned it, I was in there for a good maybe seven or eight minutes. Oh and it's God. it's bizarre, it doesn't feel cold anymore, so Fantastic. I've been doing that. So just things, yeah. to, vitamin D, um, I think Robert said that vitamin D with K2. Yeah. Just, but I think the way we eat as well, it's, uh, yeah, it's, your immune system's going to be a lot better than, than other people. Yeah, I mean, certainly the, you know, if you did put the time in, I put into listening or watching or reading about it, um, and I gift myself that to learn, like a university, is if you're metabolically healthy and everything you can to be so, yeah. chances are your immune system will fight it off. And if, you know, and I think, Patrick, the way I read it too is you've either already been exposed to it or you will, and if you don't get the 19, you'll get the 20 version or 21, 22. Because um, they just keep coming, and the main thing, of course, is to ensure it's up to you as best you can. Do you look after yourself? Do you take the hints? Do you follow the coincidences that you know? If you, if I put something up on Facebook and you read it, you've got to ask yourself why you're reading it because you might not have read it, you might have not bothered. And if I'm saying something, it's because I opened my mind up to something coming to me and passing on to you the best intention. You've got to listen to why you're hearing something like that, why you're being pushed to look or whatever, because you came to hear it, you came to read it, you came to listen to it, um, you came to watch this. I would urge you to, every one of you, to 
explore the journey and, and if need be, get out of your comfort zone. Um, because somebody needs you, somebody loves you, you're still, you're still here for a reason. There's something you're offering and adding to people's lives. Um, and you'll do it better, I think, if you're doing that from a place of maximum health. But anyway, as best you can with the resources you've got. Guys, can I, I can only thank you. I'm sure everybody's going to love this one. Um, I've been inspired by it. I'm sure everyone else says I can't thank you enough for giving up an hour and a half of your time uh, instead of walking through the, the through the, the forest there, Sasha, or or oming out or whatever you're doing, Joanne. Um, fantastic, guys. Thank you. Wonderful. Catch you again sometime soon, eh? Thank okay. you. Thanks, Joanne. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. Cheers. Bye everyone. Bye bye. 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 bye.